DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. DJ and PK brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Steve, good morning. Good morning. How fast is basketball morphing right in front of our eyes? The strategy, the shots that used to be bad shots that are now good shots, guys' ability to make even those shots at an impressive rate, it seems like, it seems like everything's changing quickly. Well, I, I think the game is changing. I mean, you start looking at the spacing of the game and you, you go back 20, 25 years ago and everything went through the low post and, and then it was inside out. And today in 2020, it's about high ball screens and penetration and one, two, three, always the extra pass. And guys that have grown up culturally in this game to shoot the three and it doesn't matter if they're 611 or they're six foot uh certainly the the game is changing right before our eyes and we're seeing it in huge doses i mean i, I don't think we've ever watched so much basketball in in so little of time and so we're, we're getting exposed to the game in, in a way that we've never been exposed to it where you can watch three or four or five games in one day and to be honest with you, everybody's kind of playing the same way. Now, with different personnel and different results, but uh, watching, uh, watching that, the two Jazz games the last two days and watching them knock 32 threes down and spacing the floor and, and not being able to really focus on one guy. And I think that's the key to the Jazz right now, that with uh, certainly Donovan Mitchell is doing incredible things, uh, but Conley comes back to the bubble and goes off, and, uh, and, and, and certainly Clarkson uh, is, is the third cog in that. you got three guys that can bounce it and shoot it and space, and, and then a big like Gobert, and they're setting so many high ball screens, whether it's from the, the wing or the top of the key, really hard to guard. And as long as they keep making shots like that, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. Uh, and that being said, it was a heck of a game. I mean, Denver had opportunities that – they do it a little bit differently with Jokic, but uh, at the end of the day, it was still Murray knocking down threes from everywhere. So it, it's fun to watch. So how much are you buying my theory as far as Conley goes that he's actually benefiting from the loss of Bogdanovich because it's taken any second guessing and any thinking out of it, and it's just Mike Conley playing ball because there's no need to overthink it. Just go out and play, Mike. Well, I think there's some truth to that, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they'd, if they had the choice, they'd like to have Bogdanovich back, you know. Uh, but that being said, you have two really crafty, can bounce it, creative guards. And, and that's, that's difficult to do. I mean, you know, most teams, you look at a team and you go, okay, they've got a couple of good shooters or they've got a real dominant inside player. But when you have three really good guards that can bounce it and pass it and are unselfish and have really high basketball IQs, Sometimes you can have too many guys, and I, and I don't think we're getting the same play if Bogdanovich was playing. I don't know where those numbers would be skewed, but I, I know this right now, that Bogdanovich is not a guy that is putting a ball on the floor and creating for others the way Conley and Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson are. And so I think they've got the best jazz team that they could possibly put out, and that, that's crazy because what's happened is you're taking a 20-point guy you know, game away, and you say, well, how can that be? But it's just opened the doors for other people. I mean, you and Yang the other night going for 20. Uh, guy, you know, it's just you're more confident 
when you know your role and what's expected rather than trying to, uh, you know, create things for other people or move the ball or you're thinking about others where everybody kind of understands the role and when they're going to take shots. And I think that confidence it was really evident in the last two games against the Nuggets, but really confident when the game was on the line. And I think guys knowing their roles, understanding that, and which you give a lot of credit to a coaching staff who identifies roles and identifies what good shots are, take those shots, don't get down if you miss. Uh, so, yeah, you, you have a combination of uh, a group of guys right there that play so well together, and they're all very similar, and they're, they can really attack. I mean, Clarkson and Donovan probably attack it more. Conley's more of a perimeter guy. But Conley is, you know, I don't know his exact age, but he's been in the league for a long time, and he's not going to force things. <clears throat> so they have a maturity there. Even though you've got uh, a very young Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson and, and Conley have been around a long time. And uh, it's just a perfect combination for me. And that being said, I mean, it, 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 these games are going to the wire. So, uh, it, you know, they've got to keep playing like this, but it's fun to watch. So, you know, once a coach, always a coach. Is there a part of you watching a jazz game that sees Jordan Clarkson and you just start yelling at the TV, no, 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 good shot, good shot. <laughs> There's nobody that's coached long. If you've coached a long time, you, you've said that many times. And uh, I, I don't think right now that, uh, that Jordan – I mean, he has so much confidence in himself. And coming off the bench, he provides a spark. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there are times that that happens. But when things are on a roll and guys have so much confidence, you could, you'd probably end up taking confidence from them. All of a sudden, guys start thinking about a good shot and a bad shot. You know what? You usually let – at least I did. I always – my best players, there were always going to be two or three shots where I'm going, hey, that wasn't a great shot. That, that wasn't going to necessarily be a game-time situation where I was going to share that. It'd probably be a film situation. I'd just look him in the eye and go, hey, stay with it, stay with it, be positive. Because you, you can't start playing mind games with guys in the middle of a game and all of a sudden they're trying to identify what's a good shot and a bad shot. Now, if there's two or three and they don't go down, then you, know, then you call a timeout and you sub them in and you sit down. But right now they're making those, and if they're believing they can make those, uh, you don't want to take away that kind of confidence because there is a great deal of confidence on this basketball team right now. Any way you can have a simple explanation for this incredible play of Mitchell? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously he, he's a talented young man, but he is, he is young. And when you consider uh, two 50-point games, uh, it, it just tells you that uh, he's, al- he's always had the skill and the talent. And usually what stops guys from really uh, achieving that, you know, that they're getting to the highest level is uh, having some weaknesses in their games offensively. And Donovan Mitchell does not have a lot of weaknesses. I mean, he's got so much confidence. And I think, I think the other thing too, maybe, you know, they're playing in the same gym every day. <laughs> I mean, they're playing, I mean, they're this bubble games are having, they're very familiar with the surroundings that does help. But as far as Donovan Mitchell is concerned, I think his mindset is so special He's got so much confidence, and his teammates have confidence in him. It's not very often that a 21-year-old or 22, 23-year-old has an opportunity to be a leader on a team. That I think he's been. This is his third league year in the league, right? Yeah. So I mean, all of a sudden, he's he's not only become the go-to guy, but he's become a leader. He's become a spokesman, and all of that confidence, all of that mental part of the game, 
uh, has a lot to do with that kind of success. I mean, you, you can't be doubting. And I think, I think they got a locker room. I think everybody feels like they have a great locker room. And uh, I watch them interact on the floor. You know, I, I would love to have uh, – I'd love to hear the things that Joe Ingles says to guys on the floor. They're just being close enough because he's always in somebody's ear. He's always talking to them. I think, his, I think Joe Ingles' um, impact on this team is not appreciated probably as much because of the statistics. But I think there are a lot of things that he's – I see him in Donovan's ear all the time, and it may be real supportive things. It might just be strategy things. I don't know. But I think there's another guy, even though he's not putting numbers up, he's like a coach on the floor. So there's great chemistry on this team. And I think when you get going like this, uh, you know, you just – the basket looks as big as the ocean. And that's what it is for Donovan Mitchell right now. And to be honest with you, uh, it, that's the way it is with Carson and Conley. I mean, but, you again, they're not taking bad shots. They're not forcing – they're not taking a lot of into-the-shot clock contested shots. Most of their shots are feet ready, coming off a system where Gobert is diving to the rim, and they got to make one more pass. And, and when you put three really good shooters on the floor, it's really hard to guard when you got a, a big man that can take it to the rim. So uh, they're getting good shots. They're running a good system. The ball's going through the hole, and uh, it, it just that that kind of confidence breeds more confidence. And, uh, and and I think it reads more confidence with your teammates. They're, they're really they're very sharing the ball all the time, and it's easier to share the ball when guys are making baskets. And uh, so those those are the things that I see in terms of why he would be having such a special special postseason. But I don't I didn't expect him to have two fifty point games, but I did expect him to have games in you know twenty five to thirty points because he can create not just off the jumpers. He's so crafty. His his mid range jumper now. I mean, it's kind of Chris Polish like. You know, I mean, he can get two steps into the free throw line. Boom, it's money. And and that not a lot of guards have that shot. A lot of them are exclusively three point shooters. <clears throat> a lot of them are just exclusively mid range. Donovan Mitchell's created that now, where he doesn't have to go in and force it against big guys. Once he gets space, and he gets space pretty easily because Donovan Mitchell's diving hard. Everybody gets you know they get deep. And he's always going to have a 15-footer. And Chris Paul kind of did has always done that really well. That's something I never saw Donovan Mitchell do. So for all the superlatives that we can heap on Donovan Mitchell, do you have a couple more to heap on Luka Doncic? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> you know, I haven't watched him play as much. But, uh, yeah, that was special. And, that, you know, it, it, it's one of those things – I think probably growing up in Europe and playing in Europe and at a young age, uh, he, he's not fearful of anything. You know, I mean, he's a confident player. And you can see the confrontations he has with his own coach. You know, there's some immaturity there that uh, he pouts. And, you know, he, 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 there's times when, you know, he just wants to be on the floor. He has that much confidence in himself. And, he, and the thing is, I mean, you, you don't see a lot of guys. I don't know. Is he 6'9"? I'm not sure how t- exactly he, tall he is. He's listed at 6'7", 230, for what that's worth. Okay, so w- 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 the thing about it is he just creates space. And when you shoot the ball as high as he does, it's really hard to contest. And he creates good space. He's got just amazing ball handling skills. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's not the guy. I mean, you can't sit there and watch him and not think a little bit about Larry Bird, right? I mean, that, that's what he did. He created space. 
And uh, so to watch him play the game in a really pure sense, uh, it's special. And, uh, and I, you know, I mean, that was a gutsy, gutsy win. <laughs> and I, I, I know the, the Clippers are struggling and Paul, you know, Paul George is struggling and not having Patrick Beverly. But at the end of the day, this Mavericks team, uh, they, you, you can't underestimate them. And I, I mean, Curry, uh, he's got a little, you know, his brother's had the, the, the limelight his whole life, but he makes big baskets. Hardaway's been making big baskets. So it's not, you know, they just can't focus on, on Donkets. That's the thing, too. I mean, in, in past, when these guys, other guys aren't scoring, you can throw two guys at him. He's hard to guard one-on-one. He can create space. He's big. He's strong. He can take you inside. And you're not going to block a shot. And uh, so, yeah, I I love watching him play. That, that's that's a really special thing. And the Mavs are making this exciting. I hope that thing goes seven games. It, it's fun to watch. So, for Doc Rivers, you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out on the floor. And neither of those guys are defending against Doncic at the end. You got Reggie Jackson. I think I'd rather have the other Reggie Jackson rather than this Reggie Jackson on Doncic in that situation. How do you explain not having either uh, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard on Doncic? Well, it, it surprised me, to be honest with you. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, in fact, I, I thought – forgetting while I watched the game that it looked like Patrick Beverly, but he wasn't even playing, you know? I thought, okay, maybe they get Beverly, but even Beverly, you know, you can shoot over the top of him. So, and you got to go coming out of a timeout that there's going to be a ball screen set. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that Paul and they, they both, Paul and Kawhi should have been, been involved in that play. So, yeah, that was really suspect. I mean, he, they got to be looking at scratching their heads and going, well, why did we do that? And take a small guard. I mean, you, you'd have been better off uh, putting, uh, putting him on a post player and, and just bringing Paul and bringing Kawhi up. So, yeah, I think everybody asked themselves that question, at least contest it. And, you know, Kawhi, both Paul and Kawhi are so long and good. And Kawhi is a really, really – he really contests and he can get up and elevate and get them out of their comfort zone. So – yeah, I think they're going to watch the film and go, wow, we made a mistake there, and, and it cost him the game. I mean, he still had to make an incredible shot. It wasn't like it wasn't contested, but he was contesting it over a smaller player uh, that really didn't disturb his shot in the least. So, yeah, that's something they'll have to look back and watch and go, hey, into game situations, into shot clock situations, let's get one of those two guys on him. Or even Harrell. I mean, anyone. Any one of the three that had size and length. But... Uh, you know, they they needed the three, so you knew that's what they were going to take. Uh, as far as your point about uh, Joe Ingles, I don't know uh, if you saw this, but after the game, Donovan Mitchell sitting in his interview room, and Joe knocked on the uh-huh. door, and then in his most naive tone of voice said, Donovan, you're really good at basketball. <laughs> and as and that was funny, but I thought the yeah. best part was Donovan's reaction. Like he didn't crack up. There's nothing. It's just like Joe must do this kind of stuff all the time because he just went, "Thanks, Joe," and then he just turned back to the camera. Didn't even you know other people are laughing and falling over themselves, and he just he just rolls with it because Joe must be like no. that all the time, and we just don't see it. I'm sure, and I don't know Joe personally, and I've just watched him from afar, but I do know that he knows the game. And he's like having another coach on the floor. And sometimes, you know, I'll watch those games and think, man, he's got, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't shot the ball great, you know, but they're chemistry guys. And I, and I can remember teams 
where I started a guy or played a guy, and, and my, even my players and oftentimes the assistant coaches look at me and go, what, what in the heck are you thinking here? And I'm saying, oh, we're, we're better when this guy's on the floor with this group. And at that, you know, and it's not for every situation and every circumstance, but I believe uh, that the chemistry piece on a team, the leadership piece on a team, it's not easy to be a leader and the leading scorer all the time. You know, there's a very few Michael Jordans and Larry Birds. and I mean, there are very few of those people. And Donovan's still a young guy. And, and, and Joe can take the responsibility of, of leadership, and certainly so can Conley. And, you know, he's a guy that's been in the league a long time, but he's still kind of new to the team. Joe's been there from the get-go. And so I, I do believe that the, uh, the chemistry issues, the cultural things that they do, that Joe does to increase confidence and to make the extra pass and to say the right thing and talk to a guy at a free-throw line, all of those things, that's like having a coach on the floor. So you don't always have your five most talented guys on the team. Oftentimes, and, and let's face it, I mean, there's nice Joe Ingles will score 15 or 18 points, but he understands the system. He has a, a sense of humor. And I'm telling you right now, having a sense of humor in any vocation, but in, in this college game, uh, it, it relaxes people. And you can get guys to relax and not be stressed and overthinking things. And I don't have any idea of the things that Joe's been saying, but I've played, enough, I've played on enough teams with enough coaches and, and coached enough teams that guys like Joe Ingles are invaluable. And, and it may not be always to make a basket. It may just his, be his maturity and his presence, his sense of humor, uh, his ability to relax guys and get them not to be stressed and feel pressured. All of the bugs. And, uh, and it's not going to happen necessarily in every game or all of those things. But I think uh, he's an extension. Joe's an extension of that coaching staff. I wa- I do wa- I've watched enough jazz games to see him in the ear of a lot of guys. And I don't think he's berating him. I don't think he's getting into him, telling him, hey, you know, that was a bad shot, though he may, he may do that at times. But I think he's, he's lifting his team uh, in, in a way that only a, a guy that's been in the league a long time and has his character traits. Steve, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome, guys. Have a great week.